Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? What's up? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's good? What's good? We got uh, a nice show to talk to you about. Uh, rookie minicamp started this week, I believe, or last week, or whatever. They so, did. Like, all your teams with your rookies. You know, you guys are seeing the overhyped Ooh. rookies already. Ooh, all I needed to see was a picture of Isaiah. Uh, Keishon Bouti. Yeah, they showed a video of him dropping a pass. No, oh, what the heck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> on, the, uh, on the Patriots Twitter or whatever, they post a video and he stock dropping. Or he, I think he might have caught it, but like he dropped it and then like, like he bobbled it. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Um, but anyway, the off season is moving along swimmingly. I feel like every month is going by pretty pretty quickly. Um, but now that the the NFL draft is over, I feel like May has been moving slow. It's because I'm waiting yeah. for summer. I want the real uh, warm months to happen. Need June, right? Right. Uh, you know what June means? It means off season team activities where we get to talk about. Oh boy! Way too many things. Um, somebody, the overhyped somebody, of everything. Hold on a second. I'm going to pull up a tweet. Um, I, I do want to keep this within 25 minutes, by the way. Say it again. See, I say it. I say it to hold myself accountable, and I still say screw you. Yeah, let's see um, how that goes. So somebody from, um, let's see, I think it's from uh, Player Profiler. Works for Player Profile. The OG Fantasy Football is what the account name is. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> anyway. Uh, same training camp footage of uh, some training camp footage of Jackson Smith and Jigba, but he says instead of saying Jackson, he says Jacks him, Jacks him. Um, <clears throat> and he says, imagine fading a player uh, like JSM because of target competition. Oh, I think I saw this. Tweet. Yeah, he ran like a half speed curl route, <laughs> dude. And I'm like, like at, at this point, it's got to be a joke. Like we have to be tweeting these things as jokes. Nope, it's not. A hundred percent not. People just see it and they go, "Oh my gosh!" They see him in, in an NFL jersey doing something. I don't know, Rick. I got. I watched that. I watched that video, and it looked so fast that I I got tricked. Dude, there was um, another report, and this has nothing to do with fantasy because it's a defensive player. Jacks him, but, Smith injured. You know Emmanuel Forbes, the corner that Washington took before Christian Gonzalez. Sure. Report today that Washington coaches were wowed and think that he's like a generational talent based Wee! on one practice. Didn't they say that about Brian Robinson last year? <laughs> they loved Brian Robinson, yeah. Shut up. Shut up, Washington. Yeah, no I'm like, cares. okay, well, I mean, let's see. I want to see that before I believe it. Yeah. Um, so you know, you just get prepared. A lot of a lot of camp hype. Um, I told I told Rick Sam Laporta, Laparta, whatever the hell his name. Oh, is. that was another one. Yeah, yeah. That he, um, everyone, the best player. He's literally now a first round pick in dynasty rookie drafts. So I'm like, you guys are stupid. Um, that's a guy that that Detroit took, right? Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, so. I thought that was a good value, but not yeah, anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Um, but anyway, so today uh, we're jumping in. The rookies are done. We're done with these rookies. We're done with this conversations about rookies. Um, hopefully you're enjoying your... Di- I, we still got two to go and one dude's holding us up. 
in a league. Yeah. So that plays. Well, also the the our champs league. We have a guy that's going to hold us up. Yeah. You know what? Should I kick him? Should I? Well, considering we know him, I don't know if that'd be a good idea. Yeah, that probably is not a good idea. But anyway, <laughs> we got a couple of leagues we're going to do dynasty rookie just, but we're going fully in on redraft. I got to do a startup too. I, I haven't done a startup in two years. We're doing a startup. Uh, we should. I want to do a high stakes dynasty league, one oh, that I gosh. care about, like fifty dollars buy-in. Yeah, one that's going to cause pain. That's okay with me. <laughs> it is until someone kills someone. That's all right. That's all right. It's going to be you. I don't know. You're going to kill someone, or you're, someone's going to kill you. I get so enraged. The free leagues, man. I'm like, people hold on to their players, and I'm like, you're not even going to be here in a year. Just give me the guy. Anyway, uh, so we're jumping fully into redraft content. Um, we are going to talk about our top second year running backs, top second year running backs. So we're going to talk about the guys that were uh, the best in fantasy football last year um, and talk about a little bit about their future and what that looks like um, in terms of fantasy football moving into this year and whether or not we're, we're targeting them. Um, so usually we rank these guys and talk about, you know, how they're must draft dudes. I, I don't like, you know, I don't think there's any must draft dudes in this group. Um, nope. but anyway, so we're just going to talk about the top, uh, the top running backs from the class last year and, and how it affects going into this year. I believe we do a wide receiver show of this caliber as well. So it should be exciting. Um, but before we do that, check out our website, fansgymis.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this pod with your friends. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube's, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below. Uh, so let's 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 talk about some second-year running backs. Um, I put my I put my um, <clears throat> bubbly in this mason jar. Okay. With a li- <laughs> with, with a lime in it. Wow. It's unbelievable. So I'm juiced. Yeah, I was gonna say that's gonna get you going. I'm juiced. Um, Your brain anyway. thinks it's vodka. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're gonna bring up a couple of guys from last year um, and their performances and 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 stuff like that. Um, only running backs here, and the first one is Brees Hall. Uh, so he was drafted with pick two oh four last year in the NFL draft, um, and he finishes the RB forty two. But he was on a tear. Uh, I think prior. he was RB five or six before he tore his ACL. Yeah, he was sixteen point four points per game, so he was doing really good. They were getting him involved on the ground and through the air. Five point eight yards per carry. I mean, this is with a bad offensive line. Five point eight yards a carry, two hundred eighteen receiving yards, and nineteen catches um, in seven games. So, you know, had he played the whole season, he could have been up there, uh, two or you know, two to five, really. Um, so the Jets got themselves a good a good little running back here. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, but he. Um, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. I was just gonna he say he's a zoom delay. He, he's a stud, but yeah, he's a stud. But uh, the injury is gonna really affect them. So yeah. So what did he do? Tear his ACL. He did. He tore his ACL in week seven. I want to say. Yeah. Okay. Right, I just want to make sure I got that right. Sometimes it's uh, if it was Achilles, I would have been totally out. But so typically. If you go back and you look at the history of running backs and wide receivers with the um, with an ACL injury, it isn't a killer for fantasy football, so that's a benefit. But what happens typically is 
the first year back from an injury like that, you generally do not play as explosively or as effectively, really until the end of the season. Um, but it usually takes into the next season to do that. So, like, I'm hype about Brees Hall going into year three if he gets a year three, which I assume he will. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what Brees Hall was doing last year, which was that 16 points per game, um, which was, uh, let me just pull up those numbers real quick. It would be right around like RB7 or 8. Um, yeah, I think that's what it was. RB8. He was RB8, yeah. 16.4 points, points per game. So um, if you look at Brees Hall in in that reality, I, I think what he was doing last year was really productive, and it wasn't even really until week three that he started putting up big numbers, 13, 15, 27, 20, and 13 in PPR. So um, I would say you probably see a decrease in a couple of points per game, which would put him in the RB 12 to 15 conversation. Um, But does getting Rodgers change the team enough where he gets more production and starts scoring more? Um, And if that's the case, maybe that's enough to keep him in the same area. I'm concerned because of injury. Um, Also, I haven't heard any reports. He's, is he going to be good for camp? Uh, Camp? No, but there's reports saying that they're hopeful he's going to play week one. People are saying that they think he'll play week one. But the ACL thing, man, is just so – and this is the problem. And I I love Javante too, and I'll loop him in this. Even though Javante's ACL was worse because I think he also tore, like, other ligaments on his leg. Um, But these guys coming off ACLs who I love. I loved Brees Hall. I loved Javante. Mm -hmm. I just don't trust them at all. And I'm not going to have a lot of Brees Hall this year, unfortunately, because he's still getting drafted pretty high. Um, Pick 25. You know, I know in underdog leagues, he's like a third-round pick, Mm -hmm. high third-round pick. For a guy who might not play week one, and if he does, how productive he's going to be. Look at J.K. Dobbins last year. Dobbins had a lot of – was drafted as like a fifth-round pick. People were like, he might not play week one, but he'll be back, and he'll be right. back to J.K. Dobbins. And all of a sudden, he came back in like week eight, mm-hmm. and he sucked for pretty much the entire year. The end of the season, he had a couple good games. But like, it was not worth it at all. I'm not saying Brees Hall is going to be like that, yeah. but he just scares me way too much. And he's someone who I like in Dynasty, but for redraft and best ball, I'm kind of staying away from him. Yeah, I, it's. I mean, the big thing is that there's there's going to be people who drafted him last year who got production early in the season, and then when he got hurt, it was like like yourself. It was very disappointing. Um, I think that those same people will go back to. Brees Hall because he was productive. Um, yeah. And they'll look at that third round value or late sec. I'll say late second round value as a, as a, you know, crutch and be like, Oh, well that's great. Cause you know, he was performing as a top seven, eight yeah. running back. He should be drafted, you know, in the top of the back end of the first round, top of the second. So I think people are going to see it as a value and that could drive him up. But right now, according to uh, player profilers, ADP, he has lost um, over the last month or so three um, draft spots. So uh, if it keeps going negative and he's a mid to th- late third round pick, I mean, third round is typically where you see the injured running backs and the old running backs go. And it's <laughs> yeah. not typically around that you want to, unless somebody falls, you want to invest in a running back. I typically go wide receiver there. Somebody that's a even third around the guy. Personally, I'd be scared. Yeah. 
I, like I don't, I, I the third round running backs never typically work. Like James Connor worked last year, kind of. Um, but like, it's not a round that typically works for the running back. It's you know sometimes it does, and you get one guy. But I, I think if that one guy, the thing that's that that confuses me is that you have Brees, he gets injured. If they were going to stand pat, I would be like, all right, he's gonna lose like two points on his average, and he's gonna end up be, being between fifteen and twenty. But right now. They get Aaron Rodgers, they have Lazard, and they have, you know, Garrett Wilson, and they have a good offensive line. They have all these pieces. So it's like if he plays week one, there's a good chance that even if he's somewhat explosive, mm-hmm. that he'll still be a top ten running back. So that's where I'm kind of like, you know, if he's yeah, getting the and work, the offense you would expect to be a lot better. Right. And if the offense wow. is better and he gets the work, like there's no reason to believe that Brees Hall's not right. going to be that dude. So right. um I don't know. It's just it is a confusing one, but I'm with Rick. I I kind of probably will. Th- this might be one of those ones that burns us at the end of the day, and we're looking at it going. Yeah, and you could also like he's someone. You know, we might get to August, and he's ready to go. Yeah. And it, I'd feel a lot better about it if he looks very healthy come August. You know. Yeah. Um, Agreed. We're still early in the process where things can change on him, but yeah. Okay. Um, all right, let's talk about let's talk about the um, the heck. Let's talk about the next guy. I, they literally on on NBC Sports Edge where they give you all these uh, news and information. The next guy we're going to talk about is Kenneth Walker, but uh, they don't spell it Kenneth Walker; they spell it Ken Walker. So I couldn't find him. I was like, he exists. Oh, really? I, I swear, I swear, Kenneth Walker exists. Um, so anyway, Kenneth Walker last year finished the season as the RB 18. He played in 15 games, missed to average 13.5 points per game. Didn't really fully come on until I would say about week five where he started to first, first three games he played. He did not play week one, week two, three, and four. He had three, six, and three in PPR, which is not good. Um, and then from week five on, it was 14, 19, 28, 12, 27, 13, 16, 3, 11, 12, 15, 13, 13. So, you know, he was basically producing as a low end, you know, high end RB2, low end RB1 um, in that span of time. I'm actually kind of interested in seeing what the numbers would be if you broke it out um, from week five on and, and where he would have finished. But um, he was really good in the back half of the season last year. He put up some really good, good games. Um, mm-hmm. he stayed relatively healthy. Um, very good running back, big issue. There's only one big issue with Kenneth Walker and it might be enough for me to just to be completely out on him altogether. They drafted Zach Chabernet in the second round. Yeah. Assuming, assuming he is going to replace Rashad Penny. Why? Just why? I, I don't know why they do this. So Pete Carroll said that uh, Kenneth Walker and Zach Chabernet are going to battle for the team's lead back role this summer. Um, that's also very bad news. So uh, I don't know. They're an RBBC. That's this. They're they're a team that loves to use multiple running backs. They typically have one guy get hurt, so it shows up on the report as one guy getting the featured role. Um, but they want two guys that are healthy that can run the ball. Um, and that's typically how it goes. And Kenneth Walker being an extremely talented and good running back who proved to be very good this year, um, now has to fight with Zach Chabernet for snaps. 
And, you know, that is a very disconcerting thing. It's enough for me to be like, I don't really want many shares of Kenneth Walker. Um, and get this, he is three draft positions higher. Um, three draft positions higher than uh, Brees Hall. Yeah. Um, now, I will say, RBBCs, there are running backs in the league who are in RBBCs where it totally works and it's fine. Um, so... I mean, that could be a situation where he still gets his 250, you know, touches, still puts up 13, 14 points per game. Like like last year, he played in 15 games. He's, he had 250 touches. You could get him his 250 touches and give Chabernet 120, you know, or somewhere in that vicinity right. and be fine. So that could be the case. Um, but he's not going to be a 300 carry guy. He's not going to be a 350 touch guy. He's going to be 250 or less. Um, and with that, I, I just don't know that I want to like invest a high level of draft capital in a player that's not going to get that many touches. Yeah, I think he's another guy who I'm <laughs> just – I feel like all these guys I'm nervous about. Um, but – and especially at that ADP, that really scares me. Mm-hmm. What I will say about Walker, on underdog right now, he is a fourth-round pick. In the fourth round, I like him a lot. Because his ceiling to me is still high. My ADP said 22. What is it? 22. Yeah, that's w- on, that's way too high. On, on uh, fantasy, uh, I mean, uh, what is it? Uh, player profiling. Yeah. Um, but look, I think Chabernet, like, I think they are going to compete. And they are going to do an RBBC. And all those things you said are true. But to me, Walker is the better player. And what Walker did last year, I don't think can be ignored. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to win the job in terms of being the the main running back. And it's an offense that I definitely undervalued last year, but going into this year, I mean, they have arguably some of the best weapons in the league. That trio of wide receivers is elite. Kenneth Walker and Chabernet is a good running back duo. They have pieces on that offensive line. So that offense should be really good. So I'm willing to invest in a really good player and a really good offense. I think even though his touches will be down, and I think it's also what the expectations was too, because if, if they don't draft Chabernet, Walker's probably a first. Oh round yeah, pick. yeah. I mean, even, right? even a late on, first round pick on on, uh, on player profiler, it, it shows you the the decrease in in the amount of uh, you know spots that he's dropped. He's he's twenty two right now. Um, he's dropped like twelve spots. So he was a top ten pick prior to right. He probably Chabernet, would so. be like that fringe first round, early second round type of player. Yep. So. Obviously, he's not going to be that, and the expectations I think have mm-hmm. to drop. But let's say you were expecting, you know, three hundred and fifty touches from him and being a true workhorse. Yeah. Let's say that goes down to two fifty. I think he could still be pretty good with two fifty. Yeah. No. No. Um, I, I agree. And if it's, if he's in the vicinity of a fourth to sixth round pick, that's worth it. If you're talking about drafting him late oh, second, sure. early third, I'm not in on that. I'd rather have Brees Hall. Okay. So that was going to ask you. I don't know. I might rather have Walker. <laughs> I'm I'm just really nervous about Hall. I don't, but again, I'm nervous about Walker too. So it's like both these guys are like, ugh. I don't yeah, see, know. See, I I would I would take I would say personally, I I have Brees Hall slightly above Kenneth Walker, even with the yep. injury. But yep. these are if, these if are Walker's that a I... fourth round pick and Hall's a second round or third round, yeah. early third right, round right, right. pick, then I'm going to take Brees Hall. I mean, I'm going to take Kenneth Walker over him. Right. But if they're both in the same spot, then I'm just yeah, going gonna, gonna, I'm I'm to take the shot in the dark and hope that he isn't hurt from injury because he yeah. has more opportunity than Kenneth Walker's going to get. 
You're probably right. I, the, it's one of those things that I, I want to do projections. I, I like to have a little more clarity. Sorry, I got to get you that sheet. Yeah. Do that for me, boss. All right. Um, You want to talk about the next guy? Yeah, we can. I can do that for you. Uh, so number three on this list, who's not really, you know, this isn't necessarily in order, yeah. but uh, is Damian Pierce running back for the Houston Texans, who we nailed last year. I mean, in the beginning of the offseason, we were kind of like, this guy, like, why are you buying into the hype? And then August came around. He had, like, that big preseason, and we're like, you need to draft this guy, take flyers on him yeah. Um, in, in, like, the 10th, 11th round, and it ended up working out. He was a really good RB2 for most of the season before. I think he got hurt in, like, week 13 or something yeah. and missed the rest of the year. But uh, he was really solid last year, and a lot of people, especially in the Dynasty community, were selling him um, this offseason, saying they were going to get a running back because he was a fourth-round pick. Um, in the NFL draft. Yeah. And they did get Devin Singletary, but that was all they did. Um, are you in or out on Damien Pierce? I, the funny thing is, is that this is probably the best case scenario mm -hmm. for all of the running backs. I mean, one running back's hurt. Another running back had a dude drafted. Um, yeah. My player profiler is not working anymore. This is wonderful. Um, Do you want to know Damian Pierce's ADP right now? Yeah, I was trying to look for at player it. profile. It's sixty three point seven. So okay. what is that? My my player late profile fifth, is early sixth. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's interesting, considering that nothing happened. Yeah. Well, the Singletary. Yeah, I'm not worried about Singletary in those lives. That's good because so Fantasy Pros has him ranked as the RB17. Yeah. And he's getting drafted, according to this ADP, as the RB27. So that's pretty good value. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great value. Early in the offseason, but... So I guess the thing for me with, with a guy like Damian Pierce is I don't... Even, you know, him running the ball last year, Rick was a little bit more uh, during the season in on him than I was. Um, I, I still don't think he's this amazing running back. Like he reminds me of James Robinson, who, you know, is a plotter um, and had some effective fantasy years. And I think Damian Pierce will do that, but I think they're more willing to replace him at some point in the future than hold on to Damian Pierce. And this year they showed, you know, we're going to run with Damian Pierce for this season, but it's also like, uh, you know, I, I don't think they think they're going to win this year. So um, you know, even though they got CJ Stroud, I, I don't like, they don't have a receiver. They don't have a good offensive line. They don't really have anything. They there better when they trade their first round freaking pick. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Um, but so it's like when you look at like Damian Pierce, I think the offense will probably be slightly better than it was last year, obviously with Stroud coming in, but he's still a rookie and all that stuff. Um, but he's the one guy that we talked about so far that doesn't have an injury. Mm -hmm. And doesn't have somebody coming in to take reps. I mean, you can talk about Singletary, but I'm not. He's if he if he was good, Buffalo would have kept him. Um, they replaced him with Damian Harris. So like, what's just Devin Singletary is not going to be a problem for Damian Pierce. Um, so I actually like him. I like him a lot, especially in the sixth round. Like I'll take that. Um, you know, it's a good late round running back that can produce you know RB two numbers on a week to week basis, I'll take that all day. And if Damian Pierce continues to ascend as a, you know, as a good running back and put up good numbers, then there's really good, you know, stuff coming for Damian Pierce. So I like that draft selection. I think it's a good spot to have him. 
Yeah, and I think I am a little higher on Pierce. Um, and I think he's a better player than Robinson. Yeah. But I do get what you're saying, and I think because he was a fourth round pick, like he could be replaced as a player and long term. Like we don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But I do think he's a pretty good running back. He was decent last year, right? I think he was RB twenty in points per game. So that's not you know it's a low end RB two. Um, but he had some really great games. He had like a, a thirty point game, a, yeah. a couple twenty point games. He had, he just had some really bad ones, mm-hmm. uh, like a couple four or five point games. Yeah. So, but he has that. He has big play ability as well. Yeah. Um, and I do think the offense, even though I agree with you, I don't think Houston's going to be a good team. Should be at least slightly better. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not expecting them to be great, but maybe go from like a bottom three offense to like a bottom 10, five or 10 offense. Right. So that might help a little bit. Um, and I'm not really that scared of Singletary either. I do think he's going to get involved a little bit, um, but I think it'll be like a 70, 30 for Pierce. Yeah. That's the split, mm-hmm. which is still really good for Damian Pierce. And I, I'm not, I don't think he's an RB one by any means, but as a sixth round pick, I I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally will too. Um, last year I was out on him because, you know, it's, that's the camp hype. It never usually works out for anything, and people get way too enamored by players. And you yeah, know, you so, were in on him at the end. Yeah, yeah I was in, in on, on him. him all all I, I changed. I changed my. Uh, I changed my opinions. Yeah. Um, player profiler is just broken. This is wonderful. This working is, for me, boss. So I don't know why it's not working for me. It says literally says bad gateway. Maybe I got to update my stupid uh, Google Chrome, but I'm going to go without it for the rest of the show, so bear with me. Um, all right, number four, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, now, this guy last year, he was a starting running back, um, starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs for half the season. I remember early in the season, Clyde came out hot, scored a lot of touchdowns, scored a lot of fantasy points. He was one of my sleeper picks last year. Um, so I felt good about it, but then I looked at his numbers and I was like, this guy is getting no work. Snap percentages are low, but he's taking advantage of his opportunities and scoring fantasy points. And, you know, uh, so I, I dealt him fast. I was like, see you later. <laughs> Bye. Um, and all my redraft leagues I had him in and, um, he ended up crapping the bed and falling apart and, uh, Pacheco kind of took over for him. Now, the big thing with Pacheco is like, he didn't blow anybody out of the water last year for fantasy football purposes. Um, he finished with 135 fantasy points, which is 7.9 points per game. He wasn't great in the back half of the year from like week 11 on, it was like 10.7, 15.6, 16.2, 12.3, 8.7, 10, 12, and then 12 again to end the season. So from like week 11 all the way to the end of the season, he put up really good numbers. Whereas the early part of the season, he wasn't scoring any fantasy points. Um, in the playoffs, he looked even better. Uh, Kansas City right now, they still have Clyde. They still have Isaiah Pacheco. They didn't add anyone to this running back room. There are rumors that they could, if you know Dalvin Cook is a guy that gets axed, uh, they could go after Dalvin Cook. Zeke is still kind of out there, I believe. Um, and there were rumors about them talking to Zeke as well. So there could be another veteran running back coming into this backfield, which... I think would spell very bad things for Pacheco, but if we get to training camp and Pacheco's there, uh, where are you considering drafting him if you want him on your team? Um, I would take. I'm. I, I'm not. If if we go into the training camp and we go into the regular season, yeah, 
with that running back looking like it does that running back room looking like it does right now, mm. I'd be okay to draft Pacheco. Um, I do think, you know, if they add somebody that just makes that running back room so gross because McKinnon, they re-signed mm. Clyde is still on the roster, although he's a roster bubble guy, they could cut him. Um, and then Pacheco. So that it would be a lot of just different guys. I do think they like Pacheco though. And again, if he's able to get yeah. the role that he got last year, you're the starting running back on the Kansas City Chiefs. So he's going to have some fantasy value. He's going to have some good games. I was looking back at last year, kind of what he was when he became the starter. Um, and he wasn't anything special, but he he was pretty productive. He was a guy who would get you 12 to 13 points a week. Mm-hmm. Um, in the playoffs, too, he had some really good weeks, even though we don't count the NFL playoffs. Yeah. But he was having like 14, 15-point weeks. Um and he played through the playoff, the Super Bowl with like a, a major injury as well. Yeah. So I think the team really likes him. They want to give him the opportunity. So I, I'm kind of in on Pacheco, but he's a guy who could get overhyped very easily. But to answer your question, you said what round would I take him in? Yeah. Where where, where do you feel comfortable? It would have to be after Pierce. Uh, I would say probably like seventh or seventh round and beyond. I wouldn't take him any higher than that. Yeah, I don't even know that I would take him there. Um, he was he was running back seventeen last year from week eleven on. Um, I would be more comfortable in the range because here's the thing: Pacheco is is going to be uh, he's going to be the middest running back that gets hyped up that I've ever seen in my life. There is a Pacheco crowd, and they are going to hype him up in the draft. I think he should be in the tenth round or beyond. He won't. He will not. Be he will not round. be in that round though, unless and, they add a running back. He's he's gonna. Yeah. He's going. I think he might end up being like a fifth rounder. Yeah. So if it's that high for Isaiah Pacheco, I'm just not. I'm not in on him. I can't do that. I can't do it in the sixth, seventh, or even the eighth. Maybe in the ninth or tenth, you can convince me. Like if we're getting to camp, oh, so you're really well on. <laughs> All the people, like, just looking at his numbers and looking at what he did last year, even in the postseason, like, he's just not impressive. You know what I mean? He's a he's a good plotting running back. He's fun to watch. But, like, he's not a dude that is is super impressive and that takes over it, games. His and, problem you know, is that... Like, he's not going to be Kareem Hunt. And if you're yeah, drafting a guy in the fourth or fifth round, you're anticipating that he can turn into something better than he actually is, which he's not going to. So It would be a lot better if... He could pet, or if he was, if Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid used him as a pass catcher as well. Yes. His problem is, I think he's he's a pretty good player. Yeah, no, he's not a bad player at all. But he's just uh, they don't use him in the passing game at all, and that's Mm going to be a problem. Yeah. So, with that being said, it's just a guy like to me, tenth round is comfortable for me, maybe ninth, but like I don't go any higher than that because I don't really want to invest that much draft capital. To be honest with you, everyone has been trying to find the golden ticket for Kansas City the last couple of years. They've been trying to find the golden ticket at wide receiver. They've been trying to find the golden ticket at running back. And to be completely honest with you, the way that Kansas City runs their offense now, I don't know that there is a golden ticket outside of Travis Kelsey. I, I just don't like Maybe Kadarius Tony can be that. We talked about him before, but like yeah. to me, Pacheco is not going to be the golden ticket. We've been looking for the running back since Kareem Hunt left, and they yeah. haven't been able to find one. Clyde was supposed to be that guy. He hasn't been great. Damian Williams, everyone was hyping up. He wasn't that great. You right, know, right. all of them have had stretches of time where they've been a really good running back, but none of them has have sustained for a whole season 
to be that guy. So if you're going to hype up Pacheco because he's on the Chiefs, good for you. Right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not buying I think in. That's the problem. I think if you, if you view Pacheco like that, and there's a lot of people that do, and that's why he's going to get overhyped, then you're going to, I think that's, you're going to be disappointed probably. But if you view Pacheco as just like a guy who is a decent runner yeah. and he's in a really good offense and he could be your RB3, I think he can produce like that. So I, that's why, like, I'm not, I'm not out on Pacheco. Yeah. Um, but I do think he'll be overhyped. Okay. Um, let's talk about the last guy who is Rashad White. My player profile are loaded now, so we're good. Um, he right now is getting picked at pick 71. Um, he was RB 36 last year when they gave him opportunity. 50 catches, 290 yards. That's absolutely friggin' abysmal. Yep. That's horrible. I'm not the biggest white guy in terms of production. <laughs> 20, 290 receiving yards and he caught 50 passes. He also had 3.7 yards per carry on the ground. That's brutal. Um, yep. So he had three total touchdowns on the season, averaged 8.2 fantasy points per game. There were signs that showed you that he was really good. Now, here's the here's the issue with Rashad White. You know, you can be in on him, you can be out on him. Like, I might take flyers late in drafts if he's not super high, you know. But the problem here is that Tampa Bay lost Tom Brady and they replaced him with Baker Mayfield. And maybe Mayfield goes in there and he has enough weapons on that team. Like, honest to God, they have, they still got a good offensive line. They still got two really good. um, Brady was getting killed last year. Yeah. Brady was getting killed at the end, but he also lost his, the superstar center. That's true. But I think he might have retired. Oh, frick. Well, then either way, a mediocre, a mediocre offensive line. Um, they got two superstar. They do have still two really good receivers. And so, like you know, maybe maybe Mayfield can revive his career with Tampa Bay. Typically, that doesn't work out. Uh, but that offense is going to be worse. And if Rashad White couldn't produce, I know Jensen's still playing. I'm sure. Okay, yeah. So if if so, the offensive line is better. Um, but if if Rashad White couldn't produce last year with Brady, who loves to throw it to the running back position, um. There's, there's nothing here that makes me believe that he's going to produce otherwise. But, but when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, running back room, they got White, they got Chase Edmonds, they got Keyshawn Vaughn, and they got Patrick Laird. Chase Edmonds is kind of dead. Um, Keyshawn yes. Vaughn, they brought in to be an all-purpose guy. He hasn't really been anything. He's, he's kind of sucked. He's dead. Um, so that leaves Rashad White, and he's like the only guy in this backfield. And there's a really good shot that he could see out 250 to 300 opportunities if they don't add another running back. Um, yes. And so if that, or um, you know, if somebody else ascends, like Chase Edmonds actually gets revived and starts playing well. Um, so like, there's a really good shot that I, you know, and if he caught 50 passes last year, they clearly view him as a pass catcher in some way. I don't know if that's just the Brady effect, but. Like if he does reach two fifty to three hundred, even if it's an inefficient two fifty to three hundred, if you can get him in the eighth, ninth round, or even the seventh round, um, you're probably getting a decent value. Um, but I'm not drafting him as any kind of breakout this year. Um, hopefully, the the bad production he had running and receiving was due to the offensive line just being complete butt last year, and the you know some of the improvements and getting their you know one of their best offensive linemen back can help that. Yeah, it's funny because I. I'm not a big Rashad White guy, but I had him last year on my redraft team, and um, I think I'm probably going to have a decent amount of him this year because of the things you said. Uh, 
I, I'm not crazy about him, but he's a guy who could be a, a true workhorse. And now this is someone, again, we're very early in the offseason so still, so things can change. Some running backs are still out there. Kareem Hunt, Zeke, who I think Zeke was rumored to uh, one of his destinations was Tampa, so that could kill Rashad White. Um, but if, if everything stays the way it is, he's a guy who mm-hmm. could get 250 to 300 touches. And yeah. you, you mentioned White. Um, being a pass catcher as well with Brady. And I couldn't remember, but I did look back at his college stats, and I do remember him being one of the best pass catching backs that year in his draft class. So he's a, he is, I mean, I don't think he's a great running back target share. as a pure runner. What is it? 98th percentile college target share. Exactly, yeah. And he had 45 catches, I think, mm-hmm. um, in his last year in 11 games, which is really good in college. So he's a He's not. A, I don't think he like. I don't think he's a great running back, but he is a good pass catching back. And if he's going to get a workhorse like work, it doesn't really matter if he's inefficient. If he's getting those touches, and we talk about that all the time with, with running backs, yeah. um, especially someone who's going to be getting a lot of receptions. Uh, like we could, I could see the Bucks getting blown out, and Baker just dumps it off to him like five or six times, like yeah, Ramondre that, that last honestly year. Could be the, the Pats, yeah, yep. <laughs> and then he just gets 15, 20 point weeks based on that and PPR. So I think he's a, a pretty good value. Um, if they don't get add a running back though, he's probably going to move up drafts, and then just like Pacheco, he's going to get overhyped. Yeah, <laughs> but where it stands right now, he's probably my favorite value of all the guys we talked about. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Um, you know. Which isn't saying much, but right. Uh, the pass catching thing though is huge. Like if he if they do continue, he was not efficient last year. But if they do continue no. to utilize him, you know Chase Edmonds has been a dude that steals so much pass catching work from all That's kinds true. of running backs that we like. Um, so like they're gonna use him, and if he comes on the field and steals pass catching work from Rashad White, like th- then there's really nothing here. Um, but if you're drafting him in the eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth rounds, like right. As a running back, that's a big flyer, and you know it. It could be you know something that pays off. If he ends up getting the full work, and you know if he catches more than fifty passes, if he's in the sixty seventy conversation, you know you're talking about. I mean, the, the fact that he had four hundred and eighty one rush yards, two hundred and ninety receiving yards, and three touchdowns, and still averaged eight point two fantasy points per game in PPR should tell you enough about that. Right. So anyway. Um, some honorable mentions that we do have, uh, James Cook, Brian Robinson. Um, I am going to say uh, Brian Robinson is dead. Um, yeah, I'm not that high on Robinson. I have Maybe heard, standard leagues, you still play those. I have heard reports, and I'm, I'm, let me pull up one of them real quick. That, um, I heard one earlier this week that said uh, that they want to get um, Antonio Gibson more involved. I heard that too, but... They've been saying that for like four years. No, in a row. well, and they got Brian Robinson. said we're going to use him like that. McCaffrey. They weren't saying it. They weren't saying that about him last year. Yes, there is a report from last July from Ron Rivera saying we are going to use him like Christian McCaffrey. Okay. And boom, what happened? But the fact that they're talking about this instead of Brian Robinson shows you, shows you that after they fell in love with Brian I'm not Robinson. Brian Robinson. They'd like to get him more touches, is all they said, which is a very light way. They didn't say anything about uh, him being at Christian McCaffrey. Uh-huh. But, 
Yeah, Brian Robinson was not good last year. He was inefficient. They tried to force feed him the ball. He's not a good running back. So I think that they want to get the ball into the hands of a guy that's slightly more explosive that's what they should than do. Antonio Gibson. So to me, quickly, Brian Robinson really not in my spectrum of outcomes. You know what I mean? I don't think he's yeah. going to be a good fantasy asset whatsoever. Um, I don't even think about drafting him even late. So, um, and then The James- only format I might consider him just quickly is best ball. Just because if you draft him really late, he's yeah. a guy who's going to get like a touchdown one week and might save you some weeks. Yeah. Uh, even though I, I in redraft, I don't want anything to do with him. If that makes sense, it's kind of weird, but um, just because it's games played. And quickly, anyway, continue quickly, Rick. James Cook. Um, I'm out on James Cook. The um, the Bills don't throw it to the running back position. Um, and they signed Damian Harris, who's going to take all the rushing work. So anybody that thought James Cook was going to be a good player. For fantasy football, kind of got punched in the in the lower extremities twice in that situation. Um, but Rick sounds seems to like him a little bit more than I do, so I'm gonna let Rick explain that. Well, uh, you have my information, so that's all you need to know. I don't love James Cook, and I, I remember last year in Dynasty, you liked him more than I did. I I still don't love the player, but I think I'm not. It's because it's Damian Harris. Like I don't think Damian Harris is gonna really just come in there and just get a lot of work. I don't think he gets that at all. Um, I think he'll get all the groundwork and you're right. I don't think they throw the ball a ton, but to running backs, but I think they were a little bit. I mean, James cook, when he quote unquote got like starting opportunities, he was getting like four targets a game. So I think he's going to get that throughout the year this year. Um, which again, it's not anything special and I'm not going out of my way to draft James Cook, but like in the 10th round in a PPR league, 11th round, you're looking at backup running backs, bench guys. I would take a flyer on him just, just for that PPR upside. Okay. Anybody, anybody else you want to mention? No, the only other second year back that was on the list that I was looking at was Tyler Algier, but he's dead. Agreed. Top second year running backs, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce, Isaiah Pacheco, Rashad White. Those are the guys that have fantasy value. James Cook, Brian Robinson, if you want to take shots in the later rounds. <laughs> I'm not stopping you. <laughs> you run your fantasy team, I'll run mine. Um, yep. Anyway, talk to you Thursday, guys. Bye. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.